Hello there, and welcome once again to Insight Peterborough, which is a project of the Peterborough chapter of the Canadian Council of the Blind. And if you'd like to find out more information about CCB, as it is affectionately known, then uh, send an email to ccbpeterborough at gmail.com. That's ccbpeterborough at gmail.com. On the uh, 14th, no, it isn't the 14th. On uh, this coming Thursday, whatever day that is, let me see, uh, that'll be the 11th of June, uh, the CCB chapter here in Peterborough will be uh, doing a conference call instead of our actual physical meeting. So if you happen to um, want to uh, be involved with the CCB you could just uh, email, and I'm sure you could uh, get on that conference call with us. I'm Devin Wilkins. So uh, I did try to arrange an interview, another interview, with Alison Payne, who is the senior manager of the Durham and Peterborough office of uh, the Canadian Cancer Society because really what would be known and in other years has been known as Relay for Life and now is being called Relay at Home, uh, that's coming up this coming Saturday, which is the 13th of June. And uh, she really wanted people to know about it but unfortunately, something came up at the last minute, and she and I were not able to connect. As of uh, Friday at uh, 5 o'clock. So, instead, what I decided to do was record the media advisory that she sent to me. And uh, it'll be the, my computer reading it, so it, it isn't... I'll tell you right now, it's not the best recording, but it's the best I can do. So I want you to have all of that information. So here is the recording of the uh, media advisory that Alison Payne sent along about an event, which this year is going to be called Relay at Home. Relay at Home unites Canadians from home to make a difference for people with cancer. When people across the country signed up to participate in Relay for Life this year, they made a commitment to support their friends, family, and all Canadians who have been affected by cancer. In light of the COVID-19 pandemic, the Canadian Cancer Society CCS is shifting in-person fundraising initiatives to a virtual model and has reimagined its Relay for Life events into Relay at Home, a new fun and interactive way for participants to relay online from the comfort of their homes. People of all ages from across Canada will unite on June 13th from 7 to 9 p.m. to Relay at Home. The event will include interactive activities, entertainment, and time to celebrate survivors and remember those we've lost to cancer. Relay at Home will be broadcast in English and French on Facebook and YouTube and will feature performances by talented Canadian musicians. Help us prove that life is bigger than cancer by joining us on June 13th. 
Register at RelayForLife.ca. What? Relay at Home, the Canadian Cancer Society's first ever nationwide online fundraising event. Who? Canadians of all ages are invited to support the cancer cause by attending and donating. When? Saturday, June 13th from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Where? Live on Facebook and YouTube. Why? To show that no one has to face cancer alone. Fundraised support groundbreaking research and the national support system that helps people living with cancer and their families. Featuring performances by well-renowned artists. Brett Kissel, Paul Angua from The Tragically Hip, Joel Plaskett, Peter Katz, Three Claws, Virginia to Vegas, Versicello. I must see what I can do on the night of uh, June 13th between 7 and 9 p.m. Earlier this year, I had a sister who had cancer surgery and then 25 radiation treatments, and uh, she seems to be feeling pretty good at the moment, and they seem to be quite optimistic that they got it, so of course, I'm very uh, happy about that. And then on June 20th, there's going to be uh, an event which they're calling Cycle for Sight, but it's going to be virtual this year, as most every other fundraiser is. You've heard Doug Earl on this program before, and uh, I'm going to be speaking with him again from uh, Fighting Blindness Canada. And he's going to tell us all about what the uh, virtual cycle for sight is going to look like. Well, hi, Doug, and welcome back to the program again. Well, thank you for having me. Now, the last time that you and I chatted, we were talking about uh, one of the things we touched on was cycle for sight, which is your fundraiser that's coming up. Uh, just let me ask you to um, clear any confusion that I might be having. I don't know about our listeners, but is this the same as Ride for Sight? No, uh, it's not. So it, uh, Ride for Sight has been running for well over 35 years, uh, and it was inspired by uh, motorcyclists that uh, would get uh, sponsored uh, to have their friends pledge money to the Fighting Blindness Canada to support our research mission. Uh, and they would gather in Fenland Falls. Uh, actually, uh, this coming weekend would be the traditional time and uh, raise money for Fighting Blindness Canada. Uh, about 12 years ago, uh, a few people uh, decided to bring their uh, bicycles. And that was the start of Cycle for Sight. Okay, so this is bicycles. Yeah, okay. so it is, it's cycling. Uh, traditionally, it's been cycling. This year, we're going to be doing something much different um, because of the COVID pandemic. Uh, we're having, we're consolidating all of the uh, cycle for sites across the country mm -hmm. and, and running a virtual event on Saturday, June 20th. Okay, and... So what is this, what uh, does this virtual event look like? Well, uh, it, it's really opening it up. Uh, it's, it's breaking down the barriers. So there's, first off, it, there's, there's a no geography barrier. So you can do this in your home. You can do this in your neighborhood. Uh, you can do it where, wherever you would like. Uh, people are, uh, we're running a program. It's about a two and a half hour program virtually on online uh, and you can well, there'll be an opening ceremony where we'll have 
to be, all depending on the regulations, wherever you happen to be as far as uh, self-isolation goes. Exactly. Yeah. And and also for the community to participate, the people living with blindness, uh, because you can do it in your home or with your family. So we're we're quite excited about June 20th and our virtual cycle for sight. So now do people need to register with you before June 20th?
where you can register and set up your fundraising page. All right. Terrific. And then uh, just contact all your friends and relatives and acquaintances and have them uh, uh, sponsor you. Yes, that would, that would be amazing. Yeah. Of course, the platform is uh, on the website is very friendly, and we do have people available to coach you over the phone or over Zoom to help you set up your page and, and import your contacts so you can spread the message. Okay. And where should people call if they want assistance in doing that? Uh, well, you can call our information line uh, and also uh, at the cycleforsight.ca website. Okay. All right. The, the phone number is there, eh, on the website? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Terrific. Now, um, we have talked about this before, but let's just review it for people who might be listening just for the first time. Uh, what is Fighting Blindness Canada all about? Well, Fighting Blindness Canada is the largest private funder of vision research in the country. So we are funding projects from coast to coast, uh, trying to sort of discover the mysteries of the, of the eye and develop, accelerate new treatments and access to those treatments uh, for Canadians living with blindness. And there are some promising things happening in research, aren't there? Absolutely. We just submitted uh, in May uh, our patient input, as, as they call it, Wonderful. All right, and that's what all of the money that you hope to raise will be uh, going to to fund. Yes. Further research. To support research across the country to help accelerate the, the discovery of new treatments. Yes. All right, that's great. Um, and they should go to um, cycleforsight.ca? Yes, that's Again. the website, cycleforsight.ca in order to find out how you can participate or even just watch the show and make a donation to support Fighting Blindness Canada. Oh, 
so it'll be uh, the the show will be right on the website as opposed to Facebook or anything, eh? Yes, it'll be a, a live feed on the website. Oh. Uh, and there's also a feature on the website where you can share your story about what it is like living with a blindness, or if you're wanting to, sh- what why why are you doing it? What inspires you uh, to participate in Cycle for Sight? You can share your story. Oh, that's great. I'm sure a lot of people will enjoy doing that sort of thing. And yeah. uh, if we uh, get the, the public to understand what this is all about, hopefully they'll go to uh, all the people that are sponsoring. Um, those who are taking part will go to the website, and I think they'll really get their eyes open themselves. Yes. Well, and I, I can't wait because you have people like Will Taylor will be cycling, uh, leading a group, uh, of course, with Living with Blindness, mm-hmm. and is representing Canada trying to win medals uh, for his cycling ability. That's really good. Well, I wish you all the best, uh, Doug, and I hope uh, you manage to raise lots of funds because I know there are hundreds of people that uh, would benefit from these treatments. Yes, we're, we're very hopeful. Of course, COVID has had quite an impact yes. on events like this. You know, we, we're anticipating a million-dollar gap in our research funding ability this year because we're not able to hold the physical events where large groups can get together. So we're, we're trying the best we can in our virtual world and to be able to uh, encourage Canadians to support Fighting Blindness Canada and the vision research that we fund. And that makes it all the more important for people to uh, just uh, mark uh, June 21st on their, oh no, the 20th, on their calendars. At, a, and, uh, at 11 a.m. 11. Okay, terrific. Right on Psycho for Sight. So 11 a.m. on June 20th at Psycho for Sight. You can join us, be a part, be a part of the event, watch the event, participate in the event, or support Wonderful. Have I forgotten to ask you anything that you might want to mention? No, I think you've done very well, as always, very well. (laughs) Okay. Well, all the best of luck, Doug. Thank you. And then on June 21st, which is a Sunday, there will be the virtual walk to end ALS, otherwise known as Lou Gehrig's disease. And I spoke with Kim Barry, who is the spokesperson for this area of uh, Ontario. And uh, she is going to tell us all about uh, what you can do on the uh, 21st and uh, how you can uh, send pictures in, if you want to, of, of what you're doing. So it it sounds kind of fun. Anyway, uh, here's my chat with Kim Barry. Hi, Kim, and welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Perhaps we could uh, begin by getting you to tell us what ALS is all about. So ALS is a motor neuron disease. It affects um, people's ability to use their muscles, so they uh, have a few 
uh, limitations around walking, using their arms or their hands. Um, it, it could affect people's swallowing or speech, uh, depending on the type of ALS that they're diagnosed with. So there are t uh, several types of ALS, are there? There's primarily two different types of ALS, one uh, being bulbar onset ALS, which means it affects your speech and your swallowing and your respiratory system, and the other one is limb onset, so your arms or your legs are affected first. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, how common is the disease? ALS is actually still a pretty rare disease. Uh, we have about 3,000 people in Canada living with ALS and just around 1,000 people in Ontario. Uh, specifically in the Peterborough area, we have about 22 people who uh, are living with ALS. Okay. Is there any treatment for ALS? There, there is a few um, treatments that are, are people are accessing. Um, there is no cure for ALS, and it is still a terminal illness. So even with some of those treatments, um, it may slow progression slightly, but unfortunately, uh, ALS is still considered a terminal disease. And how long is the course of the disease usually? So everybody is different. Um, some people have rapid progression ALS, and their life expectancy can be less than a year. Um, some people, the average life expectancy, so 80% of people who are diagnosed with ALS, live between two and five years of the disease. Okay. Do we know the cause of it yet? So there's about 10% of people who have a familial version of ALS, which means it's hereditary. It's passed down directly from a parent uh, or through a bloodline. Um, but the other 90% of people who are diagnosed have sporadic ALS. And right now, there still is no uh, no understanding of the reason why or the cause uh, for people to be affected by the disease. Uh, it used to be considered, you know, an older gentleman having the disease. Now we have 60% uh, of people diagnosed are men, 40% uh, are women, but uh, youngest, you know, early 20s up until, you know, 90s. Um, so it's pretty much across the board for people who are affected by ALS. I understand now that uh, for this year anyway, you're going to have to be doing a, a virtual fundraiser. First of all, when is that going to be taking place? So um, we are going virtual like probably most charities. Um, uh, the Walk is our biggest fundraiser as an organization, and uh, we've decided that we are going to do the Walk on one day, which is Sunday, June 21st. And specifically, that day was chosen because it is also Global ALS Awareness Day. Uh -huh. So a lot of other um, provinces are also running their events on that day. And you'll see actually across the globe, people are running um, fundraising events. So for this year specifically, we've had to go virtual. Uh, it's a pretty big change for us. Uh, we still have some extremely lofty goals that we know our community will continue to support, and we are so grateful for that. Um, and the biggest part is that this event will still happen however somebody wants to participate. Uh, if it's people walking in their living room, if it's people doing an activity and not necessarily walking, uh, people going around their community, uh, there will be a, a full day of engagement um, during the event. So on Sunday, June 21st, people will log on after they've registered. Uh, they can register now. And then they log on that day, and there will be activities happening all day, um, speeches, uh, 
games, um, music, um, weightlifting dates, and then we have a, a host who will be running provincially, and then people will be posting. So the biggest part is um, not only is it a fundraiser, it's also really an awareness day. Um, ALS Awareness Month is actually always in June. Uh, the Kikipo Walk specifically has been in May. Um, based on timing, it has always worked really well for us. This is a way for us to do this together um, as an entire community. We have 33 walk uh, communities coming together over the province of Ontario to uh, fundraise just over a million. Our goal is to raise over a million dollars this year. Oh, that's cool. I certainly hope you uh, reach that goal. Now, you were talking about people registering. Yeah. Is um, is there a cost to register? No, there's no cost to register. Um, people can just go to the uh, website, which is uh, walktoandals.ca, and pick a site location that's closest to them, and they can follow that. So, for example, if you're in the Peterborough community, you can follow us on social media, which is the Peterborough Walk to End ALS Facebook page or Instagram or Twitter, um, and we'll be posting regularly up until the day of the walk with things that are just happening, thanking our sponsors, thanking the community, um, whatever updates are coming out through ALS Canada to be able to share with the community. Um, but if you're in, for example, if you're in Ottawa or you're in London, you can join a walk there. Um, if you want to join the virtual walk and do the Toronto walk, you're, you're welcome to do that. Uh, there's no, the, the rules are a little bit different this year, not that we had a lot before, but you can kind of join on different uh, walk locations and each walk site's doing something a little bit different. Um, some people are doing scavenger hunts and others are doing um, uh, silent auctions. Uh, but the whole point is to bring the community together and raise awareness. So ultimately our goal is obviously to fundraise because we are a nonprofit charitable organization that doesn't get any government funding. Uh, so we have to raise money, but at the same time we also want to bring people together. So we're really excited about kind of the two aspects of that bringing the community and the fundraising. And where do the funds go? So um, like every walk, 60% of money goes to client services and 40% goes to research. So in terms of client services, that means people who are living in Ontario will get support from their regional manager. Uh, they have access to support groups and uh, home visits virtually. Unfortunately, everything is happening virtually right now, but we are still making that work, and we're finding a lot of success in doing things virtually. Uh, there will be people who will always struggle with that technology piece, uh, but a lot of our community has come online and gotten together. Um, to continue to support each other. So we are reaching out and keeping people connected as much as possible during this time. And then the 40% that goes to research, Alice Kennedy is responsible for federal research. So across the country, raise money for uh, research uh, to help find treatment and cures for ALS. Okay, sounds good. Um, is there an opportunity for people to post uh, pictures of what they're doing? Absolutely. We really want people to dress up in their crazy colors, make signs, put things on their lawn, um, you know, just get engaged. Go for a walk in your community. It does not have to be on the 21st. If you want to walk, uh, for example, today I was told there was a, a gentleman who is, had a scooter and he uh, 
the goal is to do five kilometers every day on this, you know, from June 1st until June 21st, which is a really cool way of bringing awareness in the community. So people are following him on his journey, but absolutely people can post on our social media avenues um, and take uh, and to ALS um, and also uh, ALS Canada, and then we can repost things that people are sharing in the community. All right, that sounds good. So they should have fun doing what they're doing. It's all about having fun, right? The, the whole point of this is that we want people to come together and even social distancing keeps, our physical distancing keeps us apart, but social distancing doesn't need to happen. And seeing people really engaged in this, I'm remembering at the end of the day, we don't stop. ALS is not stopping just because COVID has put things on hold for us. Speaking of social distancing, I wonder how far you can throw a bucket of ice. fun on a really hot day in yeah, July. In summer? Yeah. Maybe <laughs> we can get the ice, the cold water, the furthest. That's right. Uh, does it go more than six feet? I think that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, do you want to repeat the website again so that people know where uh, to go for information and, sure. and that sort of stuff? Absolutely. So it's www dot walk to end ALS dot CA and if you're looking for Peterborough specifically slash Peterborough uh, you can choose to join anyone uh, of the walk locations the 33 we have in Ontario and we're so grateful for the community just to continue to support us so if people are looking for more information they're happy to reach out that way they can also reach out to me directly which uh, my email address is kberry b-a-r-r-y at ALS.ca or give me a call at 416-845-6844. All right, terrific. Um, and uh, there's information on the website as to how to transfer the money, right? Absolutely. Everything is uh, it can be done online, so people can make a donation directly online. They get the tax receipt immediately. Um, but if they want to mail checks or make a donation another way, we can absolutely work with them to make sure that happens. Terrific. Okay. Anything more I should be asking you? No, I don't think so. Devin, this is great. Thank you so much for continuing to share our information with the community. We really appreciate it. Always glad to help any way we can. Thanks, Kim. Nice to chat with you. You too. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. I was saddened this past Saturday to hear of the passing of Ralph Wise, who was a member of the Kendall Lions Club. A couple of years ago, I had the pleasure of interviewing him about the PopTab project, which has already 
raised enough money through the sale of the pop tabs to purchase several wheelchairs for people. So um, I thought that this was a good time to play that interview. We are in Pickering at the Durham Regional Police Children's Games, and uh, with me I have Lion Ralph Wise, who is president of the Kendall Lions Club. And the reason that we're here is that Lions Clubs from across Canada have just presented Special Olympics with two wheelchairs. Uh, and uh, they got the wheelchairs thanks to all the pop tabs that people have been collecting. Hi, Ralph. Thanks very much for being here with us. Thank you. It's my pleasure, and it's a, a, a good job well done today to make Lions and everyone very proud of a volunteer job that they do. So can you tell us... What happens to these, first of all, why, why pop tabs and not the cans? Can you tell us that? Well, the pop tab is made of, they call it number one aluminum. It's, uh, it's heavier, it's stronger, it's worth money, where the tin is a very light aluminum with the paint or the decals on it, makes it too labor-intensive, too expensive to make it valuable. So the tab is the most value. For the, for the job. Okay. So now, what happens to the uh, uh, tabs when they're collected? The tabs are collected uh, in any quantity we can get them, from one to thousands. To me, even one tab is important. It's one more. Uh, we collect the tabs uh, and get them in that quantity, and then I take them into from uh, our, our location in Orono and the Kendall Lions, where we collect them. We take them, I take them to Markham and mark them there and present them to a civilian person who is involved in this same campaign and has been for 20 years. I'm going to say I've been involved 25 years wow. in collecting tabs, and I give them to him, and he takes the tabs, I take them. I use... Um, well-used water bottles, and I fill them, and there's quite a quantity in them. I don't want to say that number because someday we'll have a raffle on that. <laughs> but uh, these pot, the bottles go in the 18 liter, the big ones, and uh, he dumps them out and weighs them, um, and it takes about 1,000 of them to make one pound. And he puts them in banana boxes and uh, to, to build a quantity. And when he gets what's in there, that box is capped, and he collects the number of boxes. And when he gets 20 to 25 boxes, he then takes them to Elora, which is near Guelph, to a legion. We take them to the legion. They process them. They turn them in. Uh, let's, they turn them in for their value. They get their weight and so on and they get they get paid for them and then they direct that money to wheelchairs since this program has started to about today of October 28 2017 there has been 2,461 wheelchairs bought and placed wow. with people 
and that it takes two and a half million approximately per chair. My calculator is not big enough to tell you what number that is, but please be my guest. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. And that's across Canada, is it, that number of chairs? That's, uh, yes, they go everywhere, anywhere requested, uh, especially if a request comes from through someone who is supporting the program. Now, we've been talking about pop tabs. Will they also take beer can tabs? Positively. Mm-hmm. Cat food tins is a larger tab, dog food tins, any tab at all. Terrific. Good. Large or small. All right. Colored or not. And so this, this project is happening across Canada. Lions clubs are doing this across the country? Uh, I can't say everyone is, but I'm hoping that they... Because it's revitalized again, it's come back to life. I'm hoping that more clubs can see the benefit and will participate. Even if they collect them and forward on to other clubs that are collecting, that's what we sort of do in our area. And uh, let's hope it catches on again and we can do a good thing for, for, for the people that need them. And I will just say, because the... Uh uh, show airs in Peterborough and uh, around the uh, city that the East Peterborough Lions Club is uh, collecting uh, pop tabs and the uh, project has been given the name Steel for Wheels. So uh, is there anything else that I should be asking uh, Ralph any other statistics? At, at this time uh, I can't think of anything else. I... Uh I don't. I don't know anything else. That's it's. That's a. It's been a busy day. You you got me on that. So. <laughs> and it was <laughs> an early day too. <laughs> it was too, but it was a good day. It really felt good to to present the chairs to this recreation center, and then with with the children's games here and the people who need them and can use them. They're very appreciative of them, and it has brought both the police services here and the Lions Club closer together and with the public is which we want definitely we all have to reach out thanks so much for doing this uh, lion ralph and uh continued good luck with the um the pop can project pop tab project and uh, uh hope that you get to present a whole lot more wheelchairs so i have a question for you do you have a smart speaker I have a Google Home Mini, and uh, I like it. I uh, play games if I want to, hear the time, temperature, news if I want to. A while ago, Cool Blind Tech did a uh, podcast on the Google Home Mini, so I think we should uh, finish with that. Welcome to Cool Blind Tech. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Cool Blind Tech podcast. I'm James Oates, and today I will be demonstrating the Google Home voice-activated speaker. In a previous podcast, I showed you how to set it up and went over all the different configurations available in the Google Home app. But today, we're just going to demonstrate the Google Home in action so you get an idea of what it's like. You activate the Google Home by saying OK or Hey, followed by Google, with your question that you want asked. All right, without further ado, hey Google, 
What time is it? The time is 2.28 p.m. Hey, Google, what's the weather like? In Merritt Island, it's 79 and partly cloudy. It will be mostly sunny there today with a forecasted high of 79 and a low of 65. Hey, Google, what's the number for Pizza Hut? The phone number for Pizza Hut on 185 N. Courtney Parkway in Merritt Island is 321-454-4000. Hey, Google, what's the meaning of life, the universe, and everything? It's somewhere between 41 and 43. Hey, Google, how old is Douglas Adams? Douglas Adams was 49 years old when he died in 2001. Hey, Google, play Black Velvet by Alana Miles. All right, Black Velvet by Alana Miles. Playing on Spotify. Hey, Google, play the top songs from 2011. All right, here's a Spotify playlist called Top 100 Tracks from 2011 USA. Hey, Google. Play WDAE on iHeartRadio. Sure. Here's 620 WDAE on iHeartRadio. It's down the road as you get older. Dr. Hunt's Clinic is the first in the Bay Area that can diagnose a ligament tear without having to get an MRI. If you've had an MRI done, you know how annoying it could be in the claustrophobic space. Hey, Google. Play 98.5 on TuneIn. Streaming Christian FM from TuneIn. Hey, Google, play the podcast Cool Blind Tech. Here's the latest episode of Cool Blind Tech VIP, live from the Mobile World Gaming Assistive Tech Convention. Hey, recording. Jessica, are you ever planning on coming down to CSUN? You know, when I lived in California, I never made it to CSUN. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I'll make it. It'd be nice to get your feedback. Hey, Google, I'm feeling lucky. A game show? Yes! Hold on, let me get all my stuff together. Welcome to Are You Feeling Lucky? I'll go ahead and assume you're feeling lucky and start the show. (laughs) On top of being your Google Assistant, I'm the host of this silly show. How many want to play this time? One. It's just you and me then. I'll give you five questions. As luck would have it, your random nickname is Dolphin. Ready or not, the game is starting. If for any reason you want to end the game early, say stop. History is the subject. When was Bill Clinton's inauguration? 1981. 1993. Or 2001? 1993. Good, Dolphin. Good. Question two has arrived. Hey, Google. Stop. Are you sure you want to quit? Yes. All right. See you next time. Hey, Google. What's on my calendar for today? Today, there is only one thing on your calendar. It's at 3 p.m. and its title is Record Google Home Podcast. Hey, Google. Set a 30-second timer. Okay. 30 seconds. Starting now. Hey, Google. Stop timer. Hey, Google. Get me an Uber. Sure. Here's Uber. Hi, this is Uber. Would you like to use Skylark Avenue as your pickup location? Cancel. Sure, canceled. Hey Google, start.
start iHeartRadio Awards voting. Sure, here's iHeartRadio Awards voting. Hi again, it's Seacrest. Ready to vote for the iHeartRadio Music Awards, most powerful female voice? Yes. That's what I'd like to hear. Let's do it. The nominees for most powerful female voice are Rihanna, Adele, Beyonce, Ariana Grande, Carrie Underwood, and Florence Welsh of Florence and the Machine. Now, the question is, who would you like to vote for? Rihanna. All right, your vote for Rihanna, done. Thank you for your vote. Don't forget to tune in to our iHeartRadio Music Awards Sunday, March 5th, 8 Eastern and 5 Pacific on TBS, TNT, and True TV or on your iHeartRadio app. Thanks again. Take care. I had to vote for Rihanna, right? She was the first person to ever uh, include a album cover completely in Braille for her uh, album uh, Anti. Hey, Google, tell me a joke. One joke coming up. I have a pet tree. It's kind of like having a pet dog, but the bark is quieter. <laughs> hey, Google, sing me a song. La, 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 la. Hey, Google, play CNN. Streaming CNN from TuneIn. NFL fans looking for a special gift for the football fan in your life? Visit nflphotostore.nfl.com, the league's official online photo store. Hey, Google, stop. Can't even play the commercials. Hey, Google, what's my day look like? Good afternoon, James. The time is 2.40 p.m. The weather in Merritt Island currently is 79 degrees and partly cloudy with a high of 79 degrees. Your commute to work is currently 60 minutes with light traffic if you take FL 528 West by car. Today at 3 p.m., you have record Google Home podcast. Have a good one. Here's the latest news from NPR News Summary at 2 p.m. today. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Lakshmi Singh. President Trump is widely expected hey, to Google. get a bounce in his... Next track. From Fox News at 2 p.m. today. Fox News Radio. Hey, Google. Stop. Okay, and it would just keep going through my news. Hey, Google. Play Captain America Civil War. All right. Captain America Civil War from Netflix. Playing on Fire Swamp. Day. A vast, flat, icy plain beneath a cloudy gray sky. A wide mountain looms on the horizon. A caption reads 1991. On the mountaintop is a military base. Three large hatches lie flush with the snow-swept ground. Inside the base, two guards simultaneously turn keys either side of a heavy metal door. The double doors open outwards, revealing a gray wall housing a safe. In camouflage fatigues and a red beret, Colonel Karpov strides towards the safe. Then keys in a code, 17826. The safe hatch, which bears the Hydra octopus skull symbol. Hey Google, play BuzzFeed on YouTube using Fire Swamp. Sure, playing BuzzFeed from YouTube on Fire Swamp. coming out here to the Squad Wars live stream on BuzzFeed Video. Give it up for yourselves in the audience. Thanks for being here. Okay, Google. Stop. Okay. If you uh, were wondering what Fire Swamp is, that's the name I've given to my uh, 
Chromecast television. I'm using Chromecast Ultra to connect my TV to the Wi-Fi network, and I can cast uh, Netflix and YouTube videos to that. Hey, Google, play Katy Perry on Pandora. Playing the Pandora station called Katy Perry. Hey Google, stop. Hey Google, shop for paper towels. Okay, here's something from Costco on Google Express. I can get brawny, extra large, pick a size paper towels, 12 rolls of 80 sheets for $21.29 after tax. Should I order that? No. All right, so you can also shop online if you registered with Google Express. Um, you just uh, go in the Google Home app. You can do everything through there. You can sign up for Google Shopping now. It's a new feature. Um, and you can uh, enter your payment, default payment information, and it'll just go ahead and ship to you. Well, we are going ahead and wrap it up here. If you have any questions, you can contact us at cbt at coolblindtech.com. You can contact me directly at james at coolblindtech.com. Follow us on Twitter at coolblindtech. And, of course, like us on Facebook. All right. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and I will talk to you again very soon. Say goodbye, Google. Goodbye, Google. Well, we haven't had any music during the show, so let's um, go out of here with Rob Hellman, Trent Radio's own Rob Hellman, singing Riding on a Moonbeam. And then we'll have another of Peterborough's favorite sons, uh, Kent Brockwell, singing I Can See the City Lights. Have a good week. And uh, look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.
I always lived way back in the hills Where the neighbors are few and far between Trying to scratch a living from dawn till after dark And trying to keep my pasture green And then off in the distance I could see the city lights Hear the roar of mighty cars Where the big trucks are rolling and the swingers are swinging And the singers are singing round the bars I never seemed to have a dollar in my jeans That didn't have to go to pay a bill Trying to stretch it further to pay another one There's a bill collector coming up the hill And then off in the distance I could see the city lights Wondered where the money goes While up in Mortgage Heights They're buying brand new cars And with credit cards they buy their summer clothes And now I find myself out where the lights are bright Where the truckers and the swingers gather round Some come to drown their sorrows and others just for fun When the lights come on the singers head for town And then off in the distance I could see the city lights Hear the roar of mighty cars Where the big trucks are rolling and the swingers are swinging And the singers are singing around the bars But I'm still the same guy I was way back then Although I've traveled far away I've traveled to the north and I've traveled to the east And made a lot of friends along the way And then off in the distance I could see the city lights Wondered where the money goes While up in Mortgage Heights they're buying brand new cars And with credit cards they buy their summer clothes 